This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Just move my microphone a little bit closer so it's easier. There we go. Uh, lovely stuff. Weekend, finally. No football, unfortunately. Uh, international break still very much gripping uh, our lives right now. Gripping is a, a loose term. Um, but uh, it's good to see some Arsenal players in action last night. We're going to discuss uh, those and more, of course, as England play tonight. But they will be without Emil Smith-Rowe and Bakayo Saka, both unavailables. Uh, Smith-Rowe, of course, has not been in training. There's concerns about a minor injury. And Bakayo Saka currently testing positive, so isn't available, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, obviously, I'd rather he wasn't playing and getting injured. Uh, so there's always, you know, the bright side to look at it, of course. Um, let's jump into the chat box. Good morning. It seems that Peeny Ween's reign is over because Jose has taken over with the first comments of today's show. Good morning to you, Jose. Uh, good morning to you, Olu, in the chat box. Matt G as well. Happy Saturday to you. Paul, Harvey and Trevor and Sartvik and Stevie. Canoe. We've got uh, we've got Paul. We've got Matt G. Of, all, of course, we've already got Matt G. And Matt G has suggested the poll idea for today. And I've taken that and used it, tweaked it ever so slightly. So do drop a, a vote on our poll for today, which is would you sell William Saliba if the summer in the summer, if a 50 million plus bid uh, came in from a foreign club? Uh, interesting that so far nearly 100 people have voted. 40% have said yes. That's more than I thought. 60% saying no. Very interesting. Keep voting on that poll. We'll revisit that uh, when we get to the Q&A and at the end of the show as well. Garish, good morning to you, to Steve, to Danny. Uh, Danny, sorry. Uh, Trevor, Chris, Rods of Cows, Ed, good morning to all of you guys. Um, Diddly Squats, good morning to you. Rakeem, Trey Arsenal, Harvey, good morning. And everybody else joining us in the chat box as well. We kick off, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Link is in the description. Uh, a few people was asking in the comment section yesterday where you can find the uh, my interview of Emmanuel Petit. Well, you can find it over there. So link, as always, is in the description. So do go and check that one out. Uh, and always go and have a read of some of the pieces that have gone out on Football.London from myself. Yesterday uh, came out early this morning, a piece talking about how Arsenal could kind of 
how Arsenal need to use the Cedric situation carefully uh, to basically benefit themselves so they could end up with their own Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, yes, it sounds a little bit crazy. It is all explained in the piece. So I recommend going and checking that one out. Uh, before you make any judgments on that one. Um, moving on to the first story, Martin Odegaard scored a brilliant goal for Norway. If you haven't yet seen it, I'd go onto Twitter and type his name and it will come up on the screen. So do go and check that out. From out, it was, I don't know if it's inside or outside. It was ever so close to being inside or outside. It's kind of on the precipice of the corner of the box and he just curls it into the top left-hand corner from the right-hand side of the box. Part of his game that he needs to be doing more of for Arsenal, scoring goals, and we want more goals. And it was a brilliant, brilliant goal from him. Um, so certainly go and check that one out. Nicolas Pepe also scored in Ivory Coast 2-1 loss against France. Another good finish with his right foot this time. Really good to see him scoring with his right foot. Lovely bit of skill that we've often seen on the right-hand side for Arsenal. Break into the right-hand side of the goal and smashing it in. Uh, with his right foot really, really solid. And a celebration. Maybe he was aiming it at me. Possibly he could have been aiming it at me. I mean, you look at what he's doing. The eye can't hear you. I mean, maybe he's been watching the show. <laughs> Certainly aimed at me, it seems. Uh, William Saliba made his debut in that game against France. And this is kind of one of the bigger stories of the day. Not loads, as you can imagine, on a Saturday during this time. Um, but William Saliba came on to make his um, his debut for France and he came off the bench. There was rumours that he may start the game. Uh, those rumours didn't turn out to be true, uh, but he did come off the bench, which is absolutely great. I love seeing these young players get opportunities on the international stage. It was great seeing Omar Rekic play for Tunisia in the African Cup of Nations at, you know, sub 20 years of age. Saliba making his debut a couple of days after his uh, his 21st birthday. And the, the rules in the ground, I mean, it was, to be fair, in Marseille Stadium, so it's unsurprising there were so many cheers for him. But, uh, yeah, fantastic stuff uh, to see Saliba come on the pitch. Not so fantastic is that, uh, supposedly, uh, there is plenty of interest growing in Saliba from England, from Spain, and from France. And a lot of clubs are now monitoring Saliba's situation. There is a clear recognition of the player's quality and how good he is. There is expected to be interest from a number of clubs in the summer. Arsenal will need, in my opinion, to bat that away as much as feasibly possible and only accept a ridiculous offer if it comes in for him. Um, but he's proving plenty of people um, right and wrong in regards to how good that he is. I think, you know, we talk about improving Mikel Arteta wrong. I'm not sure it's necessarily that cut and dry. I think that, you know, it's been managed there's been some issues in the past that have been owned up to and they recognise the mistakes made during 2020. But since that point, I think he's been managed pretty well, especially since the start of 2021. We've got him a couple of very good low moves. And uh, whilst I was critical of him going to Marseille and I would have preferred to maybe have seen him go to a, a Newcastle or somewhere like that for this season in the Premier League, I think this low move has been absolutely fantastic for him and uh, has definitely raised his level significantly so that now he's playing in the French national team. So brilliant stuff from him um and that kind of concludes things other than the one headline story that we've got which i imagine we'll spend a little bit of time on and that was news coming out from brazil yesterday uh which was that tite who is the uh, brazilian head coach and has been the brazilian coach for some time worked with edu in the brazilian national team and corinthians too there was an interesting report uh, that came out yesterday from Globo, or might have been the day before yesterday. We didn't really talk about it too much yesterday. This has now been debuffed. The story basically was that 
Edu had supposedly been in negotiations with Tite to discuss the possibility of him becoming the Arsenal manager in the future. In fact, I'll get you the the exact quotes because I did a piece on this yesterday. The quotes were uh, from Eric Farrier of Brazilian outlet Globo TV. He says, and this quote just disappeared off my screen. Hold on, let me find it. Um, there are all there is already a negotiation of Tite to work in English football to work at Arsenal. He worked with Edu. There is the intention negotiations have started. Now, this has, for all intents and purposes, been utterly like blown out of the water. It's not real. It's not true. It's not happening. Arsenal have absolutely denied it at this point, and unsurprisingly so, he will not be um, joining Arsenal. <laughs> And uh, it was, I understand the link because, of course, Edu's been close with Tite before. And maybe I, I basically theorized in the piece yesterday that maybe the link comes from the idea that they're coming out of a contingency plan just in case Mikel Arteta doesn't sign a new contract. But why he wouldn't sign a new, I don't know. Mikel Arteta has, very, has spoken very committedly about Arsenal for a number of not just months, but we're bordering on years now. And there is no sign that there wouldn't be a new contract offered and there will be in the summer. And the club is confident that Arteta will sign that new contract in the summer. So it's it would have been mad. Uh, it would have been absolutely mental. But there were a number of people on Twitter um, and there are a number of people uh, that I know a lot of people follow and listen to that claim that this Eric Farrier is pretty reliable from Brazil. Turns out not so much uh, in this case specifically anyway. So he won't be joining Arsenal very, very uh, weird line, but certainly one that we can put to bed and not worry about again. Uh, let's revisit that poll then I put out at the start of the show. If you haven't yet voted on our poll for today, uh, would you sell William Saliba in the summer if a 50 million plus bid came in? Uh, I've, I've misspelled that. <laughs> Game in. <laughs> See, this is my issue. I've just completely misspelled it, and that's what I do when I rush things. Uh, came in for a foreign club. Uh, 46% have said yes. 55% have said no. Uh, unsurprising um, that obviously so many people are saying no, but I thought there'd be a lot more. I'm surprised how split this poll is. Very, very interesting. I'd love to get a lot of your thoughts and feelings around this decision about why you voted yes or no. So get those into the chat box and uh, we'll go through some of those plus your questions in the Q&A section now. Okay, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. Let's see what answers you've got. Uh, Peter Arnold says, I think Saliba will be great, uh, but we already have great young centre-backs and could put the money to better use. Another centre-back will come along when we need them. Cass says, Saliba's situation reminds me of Clive Allen all those years ago. Signed for the club and never played for the club before getting sold. Saliba is good enough to play for Arsenal, but we will see. Uh, Sam, you're saying, Tom, given our inverted nature uh, of playing Zielinski might be an option. He's at his peak, more dynamic than Fabian. Very good in tight spaces and can be our Odegaard. I've talked about Zielinski before on the channel, not recently, but certainly a couple. Uh, I think I talked about him in the sum, summer of last year when I did like a video on all the midfielders that we could sign. I, I talked about Zielinski. He's scored a fair few goals this season already. Um, why not? Certainly so. Uh 
Kian says, uh, hi, Tom, asking quickly so I can get back to work, but was wondering if Chelsea players were to jump ship in the summer, would you take a Mason Mount at the left centre mid? Absolutely. If Mason Mount became available, I would jump at the chance to sign him. I think he's a brilliant player. I hate the fact he plays for Chelsea uh, and I would, without a doubt, sign him in with, with no questions asked. Kevin says, uh, you have one option uh, of big wages player, a Pogba, a Haaland, an Mbappe or any others linked with us. I think if Mbappe is ever available, you go for him, followed up by Haaland. Mbappe's going to be the best player in the world. After I think already arguably is the best player in the world. Lewandowski is up there too, of course, but Mbappe is, you know, an incredible player. Holland uh, would obviously be up next. Carl says, Tom, what do you think of Gareth Bale's recent press comments? The same applies to some Arsenal players in recent past. Um, yeah, look, the treatment of Gareth Bale by the Spanish media is, I agree with him, ridiculous. Um, it's, he's at the club. He's left the club. He went to Spurs on loan, obviously, for that year. Um, his contract will expire at the end of the season. He looks a player that's fallen out of love with football, is what, honestly, it looks like. And he all he's, when he's been at Real Madrid, he has had so many injury issues, which obviously aren't his fault. And he's faced so much ridiculous criticism that I do feel for the guy. I really, really do feel for the guy. Um, I'm not, I haven't seen the, the press comments that you're talking about. I only have seen the... Uh, the post-match comments uh, that he said after he scored a mad goal for Wales. Um, but other than that, I've not seen anything. He says, the everyday pressure on athletes is immense. Uh, oh, hold on. He put a whole statement out. Let's read this statement because I've not actually read this. Let's have a quick look. Um, the Daily Mail shining a light on this piece of slanderous, derogatory and speculative journalism by Marker at a time where people are taking their own lives because of callousness and relentlessness of the media. I want to know who is holding these journalists and news outlets that allow them to write articles like this accountable. Fortunately, I have developed a thick skin during my time in the public spotlight, but that doesn't mean articles like these don't cause damage and upset personally and professionally to those at receiving ends of these malicious stories. He continues by saying, I have witnessed the toll the media can take on people's mental and physical health. The media expects superhuman performances from professional athletes and will be the first to celebrate them uh, with them when they deliver. Yet instead of commiserating with them when they show an ounce of human error, they are torn to shreds, instead encouraging anger and disappointment in their fans. The everyday pressures on athletes is immense and it's clear as day. How negative media attention could easily send an already stressed athlete or anybody in the public eye over the edge and he finishes off by saying i hope that by the time our children are of an age where they are able to ingest news that journalism ethics and standards will have been enforced more stringently so i want to use my platform to encourage change in a way we publicly talk about and criticize people simply for the most part not meeting the often unrealistic expectations that are projected onto them we all know who the real parasite is you know you got to fair, as i say you got to say fair play to gareth bale for calling out things like that i I feel like whenever I write a piece, I take responsibility for what I've written. If I'm being critical, you have a right to be critical. There are times where there is a right to be critical. Um, and you have to be critical within the realms of what is acceptable. I don't think Gareth Bale is saying that there cannot be criticism. It is about how you verbalize or script that criticism which um is the problem and i think that if you go in and saying you're calling him a parasite which is what marker have done that is you know 
that that that's going beyond what's acceptable um especially for you know a mature uh probably a mature journalist that's been in the game for a lot longer than i and, and many many of my colleagues probably have and so to put out comments like that is you know it's disgusting and he's absolutely right that it is so um fair play to gareth bale for putting out those comments for sure um Gira says, do you think we should go for an Ivan Tony as he fits to Arteta's style of football? No, I don't. After watching a couple of videos um, of what Ivan Tony has said and spoken about Brentford, I have absolutely zero interest in seeing a player that talks about his club so poorly. Um, I have no interest in seeing Ivan Tony come to Arsenal at all. Uh, he may not talk about Arsenal like that. But I don't frankly want some of an attitude of Ivan Tony's uh, at Arsenal, to be fair. Uh, James says, Tom, did you see that Hazard is going to be out for another few months? Ankle surgery? Yeah, it's, it's you've got a feel for the guy. Um, no matter if he's an ex-Chelsea player, just on a personal level, you've got a feel for him. I mean, he's got his dream move to Real Madrid and he's had injury issue after injury issue. He struggled with the fitness because of that. You've got a feel for him. Uh, Nishad says, should uh, Martinelli be striker at the end of the games instead of Eddie? I feel one of the reasons we get pinned back at the end of games is because we don't have enough counter-attacking threats with Eddie. I think it's because we lose an outlet in Lacazette when he goes off. I think that Pepe in certain games is not the right substitution to come on when we're winning. I've always brought up the statistic that Pepe has never scored coming off the bench when Arsenal are already in a winning position in the game. And... Uh, we need to bring on players like Tavares that are better for seeing out games in a forward role. They can play ahead of players. If you remember, like when we brought on Kieran Gibbs in front of Nacho Monreal, Arsene Wenger would do that. That's the type of moves that we need uh, to see. Uh, Joshua says, hi, Tom. What with these Haaland transfer links to Arsenal? Don't exist. There isn't any. Arsenal are not in the race for Haaland. Sorry, mate. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Pedro, I watched France against Ivory Coast. Wow, Marseille fans really love Saliba. They do indeed. Uh, Axel says, what are your thoughts on Madueke? Uh, nice to see Flo on the score sheet as well. I think a young English talent could be a good option for the wide forward. It's, in, it's interesting you say a uh, young English talent because Madueke has talked at length in the past about representing uh, the Netherlands. Uh, and of course, he's currently at PSV. And he's talked, yeah, at length about representing the Netherlands at senior level. So it's not surprising um, that, that that could happen because he's doing very, very well playing for PSV. And at 20 years of age, is, is certainly impressing week on week. He's got nine goals and five assists in 29 games across all competitions. And he's only 20, as I say, 20. And he turned 20 earlier this month. Uh, it's He's an impressive player. Uh, and maybe someone that Arsenal could look out for is maybe a Reese Nelson replacement in the future. Although, saying that, we already do have Armari Hutchinson to, to consider. Uh, Shrew says, hi, Tom. Hope you're well. Do you think we have a chance to sign Tuchemeni? Uh, he seems to cover every blade of grass. If we get Champions League and Chelsea are still struggling, why not? Why should we not think about going for a player at the level of Tuchemeni? I would definitely be up for that. Uh, the People's Champ says, Hi, Tom. Would only sell Saliba for 55 plus and would include a buyback clause and a 15% sell on clause. So, a quick check on the poll. Still 46% now um, are saying yes, they would sell Saliba for 50 million plus. No, 54%. Uh, percent saying very interesting. It's still so close. Uh, Rich says, Hi, Tom. Uh, Saliba not long left on his contract, not kicked a ball for us. 50 million bid. Yeah, I'd take that, but I'd prefer to keep him. Also, how would you feel about 
Tammy Abraham. I have good feelings about Tammy Abraham. I think I wouldn't take him on his own. I think we need to bring in more than one forward. But the problem is with him is that now with Chelsea's situation, Roma can pretty much ask for what they want for Tammy Abraham. So that's that's kind of the problem. Uh, Trait Arsenal says Saliba should join the revolution. We're currently undergoing the age of the squad with... Uh, fingers crossed Champions League football will open the pathway for him. We recognised him from young, so I hope that he aims high. I hope that he returns as well. Uh, Fonzie says, complain about squad depth and competing with the likes of City, but want us to sell Saliba, who improves our centre-back depth. You all deserve the days like Louise Mustafi. I think, Fonzie, what you're missing, the point is, though, is that if you move Saliba on, it doesn't mean you don't bring anyone in. And I don't think anyone's pointing that out and saying that if they'd move him on for 50-plus million quid, because of the years left on his deal and the uncertainty around the player, they wouldn't then go out and bring a very solid centre-back in to cover that area too. Uh, Joshua says, what would the ultimate five transfers that Arsenal can sign? Ultimates. Ultimate sounds like unrealistic. So you look at Mbappe and Haaland and, you know, these ridiculous talents. Tuchemeni would be on that list, I think, as well. Uh, I don't like these questions because it's just not realistic. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I appreciate you asking it. MRM says, if Saliba doesn't want to be here, he can bugger off. His comments don't seem like someone dedicated to the project. Can you really blame him? Can you really blame William Saliba for not really in that being that dedicated to Arsenal right now? I don't think you can. I really don't think. The guy has been... not. I don't think he's necessarily been treated badly for the entirety of his time at Arsenal but it would be impossible to say that he's not been treated badly at some stages of his Arsenal time. Like he, the level of disregard for his quality and you know to not be more proactive in sorting his situation out in 2020 was really, really poor. And, you know, was sent on loan to Nice. New manager came in, didn't really give him the opportunity. He hadn't really been playing and had injuries, didn't really get a chance to get his rhythm up. I would have registered him in the Europa League. I would have registered him in the Premier League, giving him a chance during 2020. And then if it wasn't so necessarily working out, then we could have had a better chance and then send him out alone. But he didn't get that chance. So I I, I think you're being too harsh there. Um, I personally would consider a sale for 50 million plus. It depends on who we bring in, um, of course. But I would prefer to see us keep him. I'd prefer to see him sign a new deal. And I'd prefer to see us integrate him into the squad. Uh, John says, hi, Tom. Uh, one players from the youth side, can you see coming through next season that could save us money? Yes. Uh, and this is a piece that I wrote last night about Brooke Norton Cuffey. I don't think we need to sign a right back in the summer. I think that Cedric has shown in the last six games, six, seven games, we've won six of the last seven Premier League games. And Cedric has played in all of them. That you know, as a cover for a temporary period of time, he's fine. Absolutely fine. And I think if you were to bring a right back in, it would block the development path of someone like Brooke Norton Cuffey, who is really exciting. So he is certainly someone I think coming through that can save us money. Charlie Patino, we obviously talk about as a possible central midfielder that can save us money. Balogun, we could argue that we talk about someone who's coming through that could also save us money that already is on loan. Daniel Ballard, maybe at centre-back is another one. Omar Rekic too. Um, a Conquo maybe uh, in the youth side as a goalkeeper, although that we've just signed Matt Turner, of course, to play there. And Amari Hutchinson in a wide area, maybe that we have already got him. Salah Adin in central midfield. Tim Akinola. There are loads of really good talents coming through the Arsenal ranks. Keep your eyes on them for next season. JM says, Tom, do you think Saliba would have the mental strength to bide his time and fight for his first place of Arsenal? I don't know. 
it's impossible for me to know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know at all whether or not he would because he's only been given opportunities at Nice and at Marseille in the last 18 months. And he's taken those opportunities. <clears throat> Will he be expecting to play every single game coming back to Arsenal? He can't expect that because of how good White and Gabriel is. But if he wants to get into a top, top team and you look at the best centre-backs, they're at the best clubs. And if you want to get into a team that's, you know, around that level of Arsenal, then you're going to have to fight. If you want to play at Marseille next season, if you want to sign for Marseille, then sure, you're going to get into Marseille's team, a team that are going to come behind PSG most seasons, um, pretty much nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100 are going to come behind me at PSG, you know, are not going to go far in the Champions League because of the restrictions around that side. They're facing a transfer ban soon. If you want to go and join them, join them. I'd question that decision personally with respect. But, you know, uh, I'd come and fight at Arsenal. Or if you think you can get into a Real Madrid or a Bayern Munich, go and do that. Um, let's scroll down. FRMR says, do you think Jonathan David has shown enough to earn a move to Arsenal? Or does he need to score 20 goals this season to warrant? I think asking a striker that plays uh, a lot in a two-striker system to score 20-plus goals is always going to be difficult. Um, but I also think that he's showing loads in regards to more than just goals of what he's bringing this season. He's already, I think, pretty much matched his best goal tally already. He's on the up. He's always improving. He's only 21, 22 years of age. International, leading the line as a sole striker for that team as well. Look, I think there's loads to come from Jonathan Davids and I would sign him at Arsenal alongside a more physical, chic or Nunez type forward. In the summer... Um, Anderson says, Cedric and UCL Knights, don't joke with that one, Tom. Look, Cedric as a backup is fine. I'm not expecting him to be the starting right back in the Champions League. I'm expecting him to be a backup. You know, you think about Liverpool and you think about their options. Shimakas. I mean, would you have Shimakas as your starting left back? Probably not. But Liverpool have him as their starting left back, left back if Robertson is out because he's a competent option. And Cedric has proven to be a competent backup to Tommy Asu. And so I would allow us to try and bring through someone like Brooke Norton Cuffey instead. Uh, scrolling down, Cass says, if Saliba is sold, who would you like Arsenal to sign as a replacement centre-back? Or is there someone within Arsenal who could come in? Look, you've got Ballard, you've got Rekic. Uh, you'd have to assess how good they are, and what you're expecting from them. In terms of centre-backs that are out there, um, I mean, I, I really like Pau Torres at Villarreal. I think he's an option. Scored the other day, actually, uh, for Villarreal in their uh, Champions League game against Juventus. He's someone I like and I would look at as a possible option. Um, who else would could you look at? Uh, Badi, is it Badi Ashil um, at Monaco? Let me have a quick check if I'm talking about the right person. Badi Ashil, yeah, centre-half for Monaco. Uh, he's another one I think is, is definitely worth looking at. 21 years of age now. Um, only played 15 games this season. Is he injured? Has he had an injury? He's had a hamstring injury. Okay, that's why. But yeah, he's certainly very, very highly rated. So why not go for someone like him? Uh, Ronald Araujo, says Christopher. Uh, maybe he's the one uh, as well at Barcelona. But I don't know why Barcelona would let him go if he's so good. Rich says, Tom, uh, what do you like about Schick? I've looked at his previous seasons and his goal-scoring record. Hasn't been fantastic until he hit the Bundesliga. What turns your head? Uh, I think what turned my head about Schick is that you look at what he did at the Euros on the international stage against the biggest uh, nations. And, you know, he played against England, played against the Netherlands and knocked them out of the competition. 
scored that amazing goal against Scotland and has taken that form from the Euros into the Bundesliga this season and has flourished. He's hitting 26, 27 next season. I think this is a guy that's like a coiled spring and is starting to see the effects of that absolutely explode. So, yeah, I'm very open to the idea of Schick. Not on his own. I think we still need to sign a David alongside him. But I also think his qualities, his aerial threat, his different contrasting style to what we already have, all of those factors, I think, would definitely improve the Arsenal team. Uh, Craig says, hope we don't go for Isaac. I just don't rate him and not for the amount. I agree with you now. I mean, I say now. I was always very hesitant about Isaac until the start of this season. And leading up to January, I was I was becoming more open because his form was better. But now, now I, I have returned to my previous stance on Isaac. Uh, Paul says, if Saliba is willing to sign a contract extension, if he wanted to stay at Marseille for one more season... I would keep him. I agree. That's fine. If he wants to sign a new extended contract till whatever, 2027, five-year, you know, a three-year extension, and he wants to go on loan again to Marseille, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. But uh, we do need that kind of guarantee about his Arsenal future. Otherwise, the idea of selling him is fine. And it's interesting that this vote is closing even more. 47% of you saying, yes, you would sell him for a 50 million plus bid. 53% saying, no. Uh, Igal says, uh, what's Arsenal's expectations for next season if we get top four this season? Top four, mate. Um, that's the minimum expectation. We are building towards something. You don't go from qualifying to the, for the top four to title challenges in a year, especially when the title challenging teams are Manchester City and Liverpool. But that has to be the aim. We have to build towards that. If you finish in the top four this season and finish outside or significantly worse off next season, Questions would need to be asked about the situation and what happened. You need to be looking forward. You need to be continually looking to progress. And if we finish in the top four ahead of schedule, which I would believe it to be this season, we need to have that expectation that we need to establish ourselves as a top four side again and build towards trying to challenge for titles once more. So that's what the expectation would be. Uh, Zana says, if Saliba was sold, would he go down as our worst transfer? Depends how much we sell him for. Uh, if we sell him for a huge profit, then probably not. If we don't, then probably yes. Uh, Peter says, would you take Nunez and David or prefer Schick and David? I lean towards Schick and David because of Schick's establishment in a top five league in the Bundesliga and but only behind Lewandowski. But I tell you what, Nunez is very quickly becoming a very, very likable option for me. So, uh, yes, I, I am very, very open to Nunez as an option. I, uh, what I've seen of him now and watching a fair few more clips of him now and watching a couple of games, I, I like a lot of what I see. Elise or Eze? I love this question. Both, Rohit. I'd sign both. I think they're fantastic players. And I would absolutely sign both of those. Uh, nick them. <laughs> nick them from Palace. Take them away from Palace without a shadow of a doubt and let them flourish at Arsenal. That would be great. I think they're brilliantly intelligent footballers and and fantastic talents coming through. Um, Penny Ween says, isn't it true that if this show reached at least 100 likes, Saliba will stay? Uh, there's no guarantee of that, but if you would like to see Saliba stay or us to get a ridiculous fee for him, then do drop a like on the video. There's 360 of you that have voted and we're only at 80 likes. Come on, guys, you've pressed the vote. Let's press the like button as well and show your support for the channel. Doing this at 8 a.m. every day as much as possible, other than tomorrow, because <laughs> I'm taking one day off at the weekends now just for the mental, you know, just for a mental rest. So no show tomorrow morning, unfortunately, but we'll be back on Monday uh, with the next show, of course. Uh, <laughs> Jabu says, Tom, how big must Willock's statue outside the Emirates be after he scores three past Spurs? 
Uh, I mean, I want to see it peeking over the top of the Emirates Stadium. You should be able to see it from inside the Emirates Stadium, Jabu. That's that's how you that's how big it needs to be, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Roger says, my point is, why consider selling your best players? We don't know how good Saliba is really in comparison to our players categorically yet. We know how good he is in regards to Liga and how good he is in comparison to Marseille. But if he's not, he's not been as good as White. I think it would take a pretty hard argument to say that he's been better uh, than Ben White this season when he's made a hell of a lot more mistakes than Ben White. And that's not a criticism because he's 21. He's going to make mistakes. Obviously, he's going to make mistakes. But Saliba is in a situation where he clearly wants to play every single game. And you can't blame him. He's good enough to play every single game for plenty of teams. He's not good enough to play every single game for Arsenal right now because Arsenal's starting centre-backs are better than him. So we need to consider, is he, is he going to be fully committed to fighting and trying to get into the Arsenal team? Which if he is, great, get him into the team. If he isn't, and he demands to play every game, otherwise he's going to go and not renew his contract, then you've got to take that into consideration. And that's what I think people are thinking about when making their choice. JDB says, Tom, with Benjamin White and Gabriel being left and right footed with... Uh, Brute and the Brawn uh, type partnership. They're the same thing. Do you mean Brawn and Brain uh, type partnership giving us balance? Would Pau Torres and Saliba make us have the most balanced four centre-backs ever? Possibly so. Uh, I mean, if we had Pau Torres, Saliba, White and Gabriel, that's a hell of a group. Uh, I don't think you'd be able to convince Pau Torres to join Arsenal, though, if you've got Saliba there too. It would be very, very difficult to do that. Uh, Sharif says, hi, Tom. Should we be more proactive when sending players on loan? Marcelo Flores has already been capped by Mexico, but is still playing in under 23s. The reason, to be fair, when you look at when he was capped by Mexico, it wasn't, it's, it's slightly different. The Mexico team, the national side, has international breaks where club football is still happening. So Arsenal was still playing games when that international break was on. He got called up to a, a certain tournament, I think that it was, where there was a lot of Mexican players that were very young that came from the Mexican leagues. So it wasn't actually representative of, of him saying getting into the Mexican side that contains, you know, Herving Lozano, etc. It wasn't the same group of players. So it's slightly different. However, I do agree with you that we need to be proactive in getting him into first-team senior football as soon as possible because he is flourishing and he does look another real top talent coming through the ranks. Uh, my colleague Chris Wheatley, I think, put out a piece yesterday talking about uh, Marcelo Flores' flourish, uh, flourishing and how he's looking at the first-team integration next season as well. Um, Aditya says, I don't rate Schick. I have major doubts of him translating his form to the Premier League. Steer clear, in my opinion. Decade-long dominance, three and four years of average service. I think that's harsh, Aditya. I judge players on the here and now. And I judge them based upon what they're producing now, not on maybe some struggles that they've had in the past. I think that would be silly to do so. Uh, Fonzi says, go into next season with Gabriel White, Saliba, a new left-footed centre-back and holding, just in case we need to go to a 5-3-2 again in the final minutes and we're title contenders. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, again, Fonzi, I love your ambition, mate. I just, yeah, I think you're way off. Uh, Liverpool and Man City, I think you are misjudging the gap between us and them still right now. Um, but we're on the right path and we're moving in that direction. Um, but you've got to think more clearly about the gap between those. Um, Jally says, Tom, it is clear. You don't know good footballers. Oh, sorry, Jally. <laughs> it's your opinion. You're entitled to it. Fair enough, mate. Uh, Jabu says, Araujo has a year left on his Barca deal and apparently rejected a contract offer from them. That is why he might be available. Oh, there you go. I, I said, I've not seen enough of Ronaldo now. Araujo this 
season. Uh, Aditya says, I'll trust Arteta and his talent ID. I don't think Shiki is part of the list. Never been mentioned in any reliable reports. And it's true. He's not been mentioned in that list either. Um, he's not been mentioned in the list of Nunez and David and Calvert-Lewin. I mean, you say that, but would you take Calvert-Lewin? And I really wouldn't right now. Uh, I think there's a, got a strong argument about the argument to refurbish, restart, kickstart his career again. Um, but he's on the list and Schick isn't. So is it always going to be the right way around? <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh, thoughts on 17-year-old uh, Ren midfielder linked with us. Don't know much about him. Uh, and I can't even remember his name. Um, the Ren player that I know more about uh, is Doku, the Belgian guy uh, who looks amazing. Um, but I don't know much about this, kids. I saw the link. Um, now, so I can find the player's name. Uh, Leslie Ogoch. Uh, I think it's you have to pronounce it as a double O. Someone was telling me the other days. Um, um, I think might be the right name. So tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, our French listeners, uh, you might be able to tell me properly. Um, 17 year old has made 13 Liga appearances, scoring once, uh, as well as playing three times in the club's conference league. Both teams have been following the Frenchman for the last uh, few weeks, Arsenal and Spurs. And there's a growing, uh, convincing nature of being able to sign him in the summer. The under-18 international is under contract with Rennes until 2024, while Borussia Dortmund are also keeping tabs. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I have not seen uh, him play. Apologies, but uh, it seems to be. I love this. People throw names in the chat box um, <laughs> so much. And I'm like... I don't know who he is. I'm so sorry. I haven't got time in my life to be watching Ren and, and Liga and all of these things at the moment. I had before, kind of three, four years ago, I was watching so much, but at the moment, no, not a chance. Thank you, Tammy. Ugu Chukru uh, is how you pronounce it. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Um, the name is Nigerian, not French. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> um, it just says he's he's French, but I'm assuming there's probably that heritage that's there, if that's the case. Um, there you go. Uh, Schrodinger's cat flat says, White Gabriel Saliba, centre-back, uh, Saka and Nelson at wing-back. Uh, possibly. I mean, Nelson is not a player, I think, can play in the wing-back role, personally. Uh, so I don't think we'll be keeping him at the club for the long term. We'll have to wait. And see, uh, Axel says, depends on Calvert-Lewin is prepared to be a second option and fight for the spot with another player like David, etc. in my opinion. I think that if we were to bring in, say, you know, um, Calvert-Lewin, you would have to bring him in alongside someone else without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people saying it's definitely Nigerian. So there you go. It's a Nigerian name. So that's why, um, who is the, 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 the Aston Villa player that we were linked to? Um, uh, Chuck Wu Maker, uh, the England, I think he's an England uh, youth international. Let's have a quick check. Yeah, he's by England under 19s, but he was born in Austria and then moved. But I think he's got, let's have a quick look. Uh, I'm sure there's something about his parents on his Wikipedia page. Nigerian parents. There you go. Yeah, I thought I was right. There you go. Lovely stuff. Um, Jay Mbele says, uh, Tom, what do you think of the news of the Brazilian coach being linked with Arsenal after the World Cup? We talked about that at the start of the show, uh, Mbele. So if you want to scroll back, uh, it's there. So there you go. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure 
to join you as it always is. Uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. I'll be back with you all on Monday. There won't be a show tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. because I take one day off at the weekends now. Um, but I'll be back Monday, 8 a.m., bringing you all the latest Arsenal news in the lead-up to Arsenal's return. Thank goodness. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, let's see where the poll finished. Where did the poll finish at? 47%. Wow. 47% said yes, they would sell uh, William Saliba if a 50 million plus bid came in from a foreign club. Uh, 53% said no. Lovely stuff. Very interesting indeed. We'll catch you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. Wait. No, I'm only kidding. I'm just joking. If you know, you know. <laughs> It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.